American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we are super excited to bring you an exclusive interview featuring the acquisition of the very popular Advanced Custom Fields, or ACF, and other top plugins by WP Engine. And joining us for this very special episode is the founders of both WP Engine and Delicious Brains. I'd like to first start by welcoming to press this, the founder of Delicious Brains, Brad Tunar. Brad, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, David. So awesome to have you here. Such exciting news, I'm sure, for you and your team. This is this is incredible. I really appreciate you joining us to talk about it here today. And then, of course, from the other side of the transaction, I'd like to welcome the founder of WP Engine, Mr. Jason Cohen. Jason, welcome. Hey, hey, thanks. This is going to be great. Is this the first time I've ever had you on Press This, Jason? You know, it may, it may be. All right. All right. We'll have to correct that. I'll have to get you back. What about you, Brad? I know we've hung out like a million WordCamps, but have I ever had you on the show? No, I, I'm sorry and ashamed to say I didn't know about your show. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll have to do a better job promoting it. I, I like that. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I'm well, even I'm... more ashamed because I did know about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is also on me because I knew both of you and didn't invite you either, apparently. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to correct that in the future. Um, but for those listening, for a little bit more context, um, just this week, WP Engine and Delicious Brains announced that WP Engine has acquired ACF, Advanced Custom Fields, WP Migrate, you may even know it as its former name, WP Migrate DB Pro, uh, as well as WP Offload Media and WP Offload SES. And what we wanted to do was bring these two gentlemen here today to talk about the transaction, to talk a little bit about the synergies, to talk about the future of their products and their companies and to give us an overall kind of context on everything that went down and, and what that might mean for the future. So really looking forward to this conversation. Thanks again, both for uh, being able to make time to be able to do this. So Brad, I'm gonna start with you. I asked this question of every guest of Press This, which you would know if you listened, and that is to briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? You gotta go back a ways. Uh <laughs> Gather around, kids. I'll tell you a story. Uh, so back in 2004, uh, I was looking for a CMS for my website, and I found WordPress. And 
set it up. And my first blog post on my site is just remarking on how great WordPress is actually. So uh, that was the start of it. Uh, kind of tinkered with themes and uh, eventually plugins. Uh, published my first plugin 2007. Uh, and just, uh, you know, just on my own site, I, I, don't, I don't even think I knew about wordpress.org. What kind of time. site was it by the way? Uh, just a blog really just, okay. uh, yeah, this was, I mean, again, this is like before Facebook and Twitter, this is how you like published to the world, right? Like when you wanted to tell them what you were, you know, had what you had for breakfast. So <laughs> that was, uh, that was basically what it was. Uh, I've since like pruned that site because it, it had a lot of embarrassing stuff on it. Um, so I've, I've, I've removed that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then, and then kind of just, you know, it went from there, you know, uh, ended up working at an agency uh, in Vancouver in 2008 and uh, ended up building sites in WordPress professionally um, and with some, on some pretty big projects uh, for pretty big clients. Um, and, uh, and then I gave my first talk at a WordCamp, uh, that same year, uh, it was WordCamp Vancouver, which was like a subset of BarCamp Vancouver, like WordCamp wasn't even its own thing yet. <laughs> um, and then from there, just, you know, WordPress core contributions, uh, worked as a contractor, um, and then started this product business and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. That's amazing. I've heard so many similar stories over the years asking these questions. Um, and that's, that's amazing to hear 2004. So this would have been just a year after WordPress was created. So, so you definitely go way back. Uh, that's awesome. And I think your, your contributions to WordPress definitely speak for themselves. All right, Jason, same question for you. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. How you say the word briefly to make sure it didn't go on for 18 minutes? I say that to every guest. Oh, yeah. But Brad was pretty good. He was, he was pretty succinct. He covered a lot of time, sure. but he got right to it. So does this count as my time? Um, <laughs> so uh, I started blogging in 2006. As Exactly as Brad said, it was the cool stuff before social media and even mobile phones and so forth. And that was exciting. Um, and uh, then in 2000, let's say around 2000. 10 or so I would it had finally gotten popular I, I don't know at the time RSS subscribers was often how you measured whether you had a you know whether you were popular so I don't know I had like 50,000 RSS, RSS subscribers or something and uh, I would get on the front page of Hacker News most weeks when I would post because I wrote about startups and marketing and stuff like that which was which is good fodder for Hacker News and then the site would crash um, and I was running my own server with WordPress and it wasn't badly set up, but you know, we all, but you know, it's not easy to set up when you get 15, 20 hits per second, which is about at that time, what you would get when you got on the front page of Hacker News. So I'd, I'd talk to other bloggers and say, Hey, how do you keep WordPress up um, when you get a bunch of traffic? And they're like, yeah, I don't know, but if you find something, tell me, cause I need that. And so it turned into sort of proper product discovery, spoke to 40 or 50 people that took three or four months. And it turned out that if we, it, you could charge 10 times as much as people were paying shared uh, hosting services like GoDaddy, you could charge 50 bucks a month instead of five bucks a month. If you made uh, WordPress fast and scalable and secure. And if, if tech support was really good and answered questions about WordPress um, and not just answering what questions about uh, 
the server, like the server's up, the internet's up, so we're done. Um, actually, actually uh, support WordPress. So that's the origin of uh, WP Engine uh, 12 years ago. Um, and yeah, and now uh, we have uh, almost 200,000 customers who also feel that way. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's great to hear. You know, I've heard your, your WordPress and WP Engine origin story a few times over the years. I learned some new tidbits along the way. I had not really heard that full color on your experience with Hacker News and, and getting that popularity and needing to think about it through the lens of a solution in that level of detail. That's awesome. Um, Brad, earlier, as I was kind of describing the episode and kind of why we were all chatting here today, I kind of ran through the plugins. Um, but I'm just curious if you could could run through them again, make sure I understand like what plugins did Delicious Brain sell the WP Engine? Yeah, everything must go. All plugins must go. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> so all of them uh, is the answer. So that's ACF. Obviously, you mentioned that. Uh, that's that's the big one. Uh, and then uh, we've got WP Migrate, uh, formerly WP Migrate DB Pro. You can tell why I changed. You know, we changed the name of it because <laughs> it's not podcast friendly, right? It, it's just it's way too much to say. Um, it's got a nice rhythm to it, though. You know, it's got kind of a pattern. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but uh, the real reason we changed it is because the DB. Uh, I did like a little Twitter poll asking people, like, do you realize that? WP Migrate DB Pro does more than just migrate the database. And like a bunch of people said they didn't, they didn't realize it because, because of the name. So it was like, oh man, we got to do something about that. Um, and then uh, the other plugins are WP Offload Media, WP Offload SES, and Better Search Replace. Or the, the well, see, catalog. I did make a mistake. I didn't add Better Search Replace in my original intro. I'm glad I had you run through that list. Yes, yes. Better Search Replace is kind of the, the little plugin that could, uh, it, it's something that we haven't really promoted a lot, but it is, has sat on WordPress.org and just gained more and more traction. And it's very popular. It's, uh, it has over a million active installs on .org. So um, it's, it's kind of, I think it's the second most popular plugin after ACF in, uh, in our catalog. So there you go. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm familiar with it. Used it before and know people that like it. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I'll make sure to update the show notes before we publish the episode. So people won't read the wrong information there in the show description. That was awesome. All right. So I want to kind of now maybe, um, Kind of transition in, into more into the reasons behind the deal and how you're both thinking about the strategy and the pathway in the future. Um, but we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm in the middle of interviewing Brad Tunar of Delicious Brains and WP, I'm sorry, and Jason Cohen of WP Engine about the recent acquisition of ACF and other popular plugins by WP Engine. Um, Brad and Jason, like right before the break, you were both, of course, telling me your WordPress origin stories. And then Brad, you were kind of detailing the plugins that were involved in the transaction. Um, so now I'm going to kind of shift it over to Jason for a minute. Um, Jason, what about Delicious Brain's portfolio of plugins looked especially delicious as you thought about what would be helpful for supporting WP Engine's mission? Like, what about the plugins uh, was a draw or you thought was a synergy to what WP Engine's trying to do? Sure. Well, I mean, so of course, there's different plugins that do different jobs. And so I think um, the answer varies by plugin a bit. But I, I would say overall, they're all very high quality and popular plugins. And uh, you say, you know, that popular doesn't necessarily prove um, that they're high quality, but they are, <laughs> in fact, also that. Um, and you know, when, when we see a lot of our own customers who use it, and of course, lots of people around the WordPress community who use it, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue that they're not um, very valuable, very useful to a lot of people. In general, one of the main missions at WP Engine is to make life great for developers of WordPress sites. And that can mean many things. It can mean technical architecture. It can mean tools like local. But it also means plugins that developers love. And that's what a lot of these are. And so some of them are plugins that you use um, sometimes, like uh, like Migrate. Obviously, you use that when you migrate stuff. Although some people use it for things like making staging areas or other things that are part of a of a normal or, or recurring developer process. Some people use it just once or twice, you know, now and then to, to move stuff around. But the point is that it's a developer tool. And then uh, same thing with better search replace, right? Like sometimes you need it. Most days you don't need it, but sometimes you do. So it's, it's a great tool. Um, ACF, obviously uh, one of the most popular plugins in all of WordPress. So um, probably needs no introduction or, or even explanation of why it's valuable. Another especially interesting thing for us with ACF is its role in headless WordPress sites. Um, in, of course, ACF is popular with WordPress period. So it's, it's in no way uh, specific to that, but with headless WordPress, it's especially useful because there's so much content that should come from WordPress and be injected into websites when it's headless. And it could be simple things like an FAQ or people in an about us page and each person needs a photo and a name and their title and a quick bio and a link to their Twitter and you know this kind of stuff. And then the headless developer is gonna take that data and format it and do whatever they wanna do with it. Um, but you want it structured that way. Um, so as opposed to 
well, I'll just uh, use a convention. I'll, I'll just open Gutenberg and use a convention where I, I style everything the same. Rather than that, it's better for a headless developer to see that data and those data models um, as those individual fields, maybe with um, with restrictions on like this one can't be longer than you know 20 characters, that kind of stuff, right? Um, because that way the headless developer can do literally whatever they want, even change their mind. And also, and, and the marketer can crud those items and uh, um, um, it kind of in safety. And so everyone's happy. So ACF facilitates that. And, and that's particularly valuable um, for all kinds of data sources. And of course, I picked a very simple example. <laughs> ACF can do a, a million things, but, but uh, just even so the simple I... example is quite valuable. Yeah, it's really interesting because earlier you were talking, obviously they're, they're high quality and popular. I've used them myself many times over the years and can definitely attest to that. But you said earlier about WP Engine's mission. It was really around making life better or great for developers. And as I think of the plugins and as I think of the people that leverage them, there's often this, the plugins kind of seem to sit in, um, in that kind of middle ground as people are kind of getting out of, I used a theme and a couple of plugins to make a website to starting their and expanding their development journey, maybe even all the way into things like decoupled. Um, but, but is that kind of the zone that you're thinking about as people making sites in that way? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, also people, will use local development environments, whether they use local, the, the, the most popular local development environment tool that is also a WP Engine project uh, product or other things. Um, still, you know, with, whether it's developing locally or moving stuff around or et cetera, like these are the kinds of things that people often do every day. And anytime, you know, Google, Google sort of coined this term, the toothbrush product, a product that you use once or twice a day, and anything that's that you use that often is probably um, it's probably you know useful and valuable to you. And, and a lot of these plugins have that character. Um, and some like ACF is constant, or or also offload media, right? Where um, you actually you don't have to have a lot of media for this to be valuable, but it's especially valuable if you have a lot of media or large media, where you want that files to go on a something like S3 or Google Cloud Files. In other words, a, a system that is innately scalable and fast. Um, and, and, and highly available for that kind of thing. And yet, of course, use WordPress to, to manage everything, use the WordPress media library, basically use WordPress as, as usual, um, but just have this located somewhere else. Again, a very, that, that's the kind of thing where you use it constantly, even if it's in a sense running in the background from the marketer's perspective. Um, I really think that's such a powerful part of WordPress. I'm personally part of the uh, know enough code to be dangerous crowd, but I think like the bridge it provides and how these plugins fit in in that journey in terms of allowing people to adopt technology or engineering careers if they want um, or, you know, stay in the zone they're comfortable with. I think it's such a powerful part of WordPress. We've certainly heard that extensively in our origin stories over the year. Uh, Brad, I'm going to switch it back to you now. I want to talk about the transaction, uh, transaction itself a little bit. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you the price or anything. And I, I know obviously price plays a role in considering selling a product, but what other factors were important to you as you considered the sale of this portfolio of plugins? It was really important uh, for me to find a, a good home uh, for the, the plugins uh, and the team that works on those plugins. Um, so that's, that's number one. Um, need to be a company that has a solid reputation in the WordPress community. Uh, ideally one with an engineering, engineering oriented kind of foundation, you know, uh, cause that's really kind of the beating heart of, of, 
of our organization. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's, yeah, it's just a big part of our DNA, right? So I think that it's important that there be a fit there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had, uh, I'd have to have confidence, right? That the buyer would be able to continue to push our products forward and do right by our, by our customers, right? Um, so all those things are super important. And I think we have that in WP Engine, so. Hearing you go through your list and then thinking about what you said at the end there, you said do right by our customers. And I feel like if I had asked you why your reputation mattered, why Engineering Foundation mattered, it had a lot to do with people. And so was that was what was on your mind as you were thinking about the non-financial sides of the transaction is, is the people that rely on these products and contribute to them? Yeah, that's that's part of it. But I, I was actually, yeah, I mean, community is one thing. I was mostly referring to my team in this context. Um, sure, sure, sure. But, but um, you know, I, I've had people with me for many years now, and so that that's super important to me when you know you're you're selling uh, the business, and those people are going to go with it, right? So that's that's a big big important factor. Um, but yes, of course, it has to be someone also that's going to take care of the products, right? That's what the community cares about, right? That the, that their products are going to get better, not worse, right? Um, so, so that that's also a, a, you know those are almost equally important considerations, right? Yeah, totally. And it's good to hear you think about it through that lens and to have that diligence. I know for me, if I'm ever making a decision that affects lots of websites, I think about the people who made them, the businesses that rely on them. This, you know, if there's salespeople collecting leads for them, whatever it is, somebody's life or business could be in real bad state if I don't treat it with respect. And it's glad to hear. It's good to hear that you, um, you know, take that uh, a level of consideration with your team and with those who um, are customers and contribute to your products and, and how you thought of the transaction. I know it can be uh, an emotional thing as well, thinking about like selling your babies and things like that. Um, but it's good to hear that you spent a good amount of diligence there. All right, Jason, earlier you were nerding out on ACF, which is like a huge part of what I wanted to kind of talk to you about today. And I kind of like to dive into that, but we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Brad Tunar of Delicious Brains and Jason Cohen of WP Engine about WP Engine's recent purchase of Delicious Brains' por- uh, plugin portfolio. All right, right before the break, Brad was telling us about some of his considerations when selling the plugin portfolio. Lots of P's in some of these statements here. Uh, and now we're going to kind of transition back to uh, Jason to talk about ACF. Jason, for me, ACF sits like dead center at the intersection of uh, headless and traditional WordPress builds. I was talking earlier about like the assembler type, you know, plugins and themes, a little bit of code to be, uh, no enough code to be dangerous, getting into more um, advanced things like decoupled. Uh, but but how do you see ACF evolving in this role, this kind of in-between role, traditional and headless? Um, do you see a- ACF as a bridge for PHP developers? And will ACF play a role in Atlas? So there's like 10 questions in one, Jason, but like so much around ACF. What are your thoughts around all that? Okay, yeah. Um, so it is it is super interesting that it it is equally important with headless WordPress and traditional WordPress and that is not true of, of most plugins and or or any theme in WordPress, which so it's quite interesting. It's one of these it, one of the things that kind of uh, indicates is how core it is to what WordPress is. It is a content management system. You manage content, and of course, you often think of that as posts and pages. In other words, long form style content that now we think of Gutenberg, um, but uh, it's also all the other types of content and content models, like I was mentioning before, and. So as you say, like it's one of the most popular plugins in traditional WordPress. So obviously that's a useful idea, no matter what kind of site you're using, but it happens to also be just the perfect thing for headless too. One way to also see that in the headless world is if you look at other headless CMSs, so that is CMSs that were built from the beginning to be headless, like a contentful or a content stack, a graph CMS, uh, things like that. Um, this content model, like what ACF has, that's what they all have. They all have, you have a model, like, like we were saying before, uh, um, uh, you know, a bio or like an event or, or something that goes on a calendar. Um, you, you create models and fields and other people fill them out and they may have relationships and you might have translations in other languages. And there's just all, all kinds of stuff you might want to do with them um, because they're content, right? Um, WordPress, of course, started life being great at the long form. And added, and, and then thanks to ACF, added in the idea of these other kinds of content models. You might say everything else besides long form. Um, these other CMSs, these headless CMSs, went the other way. Not not a single one is very good at long form content. Not a single one has something like Gutenberg in it. Um, but they're pretty good at the content modeling. So the reason I bring all that up is just to say, well, wait a minute. If WordPress is the best in the world at the long form stuff, which it's forty three percent of the internet. Um, penetration might might suggest um and and the kind of key thing about these headless cms is, is a focus on this kind of content modeling well then content modeling if we if we have wonderful content modeling in wordpress wordpress doesn't have a weakness there um in headless 
if it's just as good at content modeling as the natively headless CMSs, but also is great in long form, like then it doesn't have a weakness. Um, so how cool is that? So with ACF plus Gutenberg, you sort of have that. So um, now with Atlas, as you mentioned, which is WP Engine's headless product, um, we do have like uh, we do have our own version of what does content modeling look like in Atlas Content Modeler, another open source uh, library. It's uh, I mean a plugin, um, and the Atlas Content Modeler has a couple of interesting feature uh, facets or features. One is that it's a totally modern GUI, like everything you do is instantaneous because it's all happening in the browser. Everything like you reorder items by dragging them around and add fields, and it's just in, like instantly snappy because it's not reloading the whole page. So it's this like delightful modern interface, which is nice. Um, it creates the usual um, uh, uh, data in the back end of WordPress, and also it presents automatically great APIs in the REST API in an WP GraphQL with all the right data types and all kinds of and special queries and stuff. So in other words, it's really good at the API part and the UI part. And then you look at ACF, and ACF has everything. You know, it has millions of customers. It has, especially with with uh, add-on plugins, it has a uh, hundred different types of fields. People know how to use lots of stuff. People write custom code over it. Like ACF has this, you know, of course, rich community, rich environment of um, of functionality around that. So, you know, what does it mean to have both? Is like the next question for our teams um, in this area. Hey, great UI. That's really good. Um, uh, Brad has, has said as much in the past, I, I believe. A great modern UI is really useful. A great API is great for headless and all the functionality in ACF obviously is, is, uh, is wonderful. So to have the best of those worlds and now with all the teams together, we can do that. Um, to me, that's just super exciting. And it's, I know we've been talking about headless because it's sort of the, the latest and it's very interesting as, as WordPress you know, is, is moving. Some people are using WordPress in that space now. But everything I just said is useful anyway. Like you don't have to use headless to want a nice UI <laughs> for your plugins, right? So I think this will be great for all users of all, in all use cases of, of uh, content modeling. It just happens to be, uh, you might say, more central, a more central functionality for headless sites. It, it's sort of at the fore all the time in that particular use case. That's a really interesting perspective on where ACF sits and kind of the lack of overlap in like headless and traditional builds and plugins and themes. I can think of a couple with some overlap. I feel like yes, got some good overlap there, but it's a really yeah, good yeah. play. It's also metadata driven products in, in large parts where that um, crossover happens. But ACF is so interestingly positioned, I feel, for the whole thing, especially as people evolve their skills. But, you know, obviously the value ACF helped to bring in, I mean, we had, you know, custom post types and meta fields before ACF, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but ACF made them so much more approachable to a lot of people. It's, it's really good to hear you thinking about it and its role in the future. All right, Brad, we're going to go back to you. Uh, WP Migrate has to be one of the all-time fan favorites of WP Engine customers and our support staff. I'm pretty sure I heard like a roar of cheers when we announced this from the WP engineers here in Austin outside my house. But what opportunities are you hoping the investment from WP Engine will bring to the WPM roadmap in the future? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, David, because... Um... It's funny, like WP Migrate, I think it was our first product, right? Uh, and I think it kind of went through a period of, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say stagnation or like, you know, but over the last 18 months or so, 
you know, we, with the launch of 2.0 and a new UI and, and, and actually a whole new team uh, has, has been working on, on uh, WP Migrate. It's really kind of, um, kind of been revitalized or like uh, there's like new energy on that project. Uh, so it, so it is very, um, it's very exciting, the possibilities uh, going forward with that. Um, the things that we're talking about right now, or, or have been talking about lately, I should say, is uh, performance and reliability, right? Those are two things that we really haven't focused on for quite a while. And uh, so I would love to see uh, some, some improvements in those areas. Um, so, so one of the things uh, that that's got going into the next release that that we've been working on is uh, the so we're we're gonna like we're gonna try to ratchet up the amount of data that is sent for each request. Right now, we just have like a static kind of small size for each payload, and we're gonna try to find the kind of maximum. And then when it fails, we're just gonna back off of that and just send kind of that maximum payload size. So that that should speed things up a lot. It's going to be kind of, I think it's going to be an experimental mode or something with the first release that you'll have to kind of enable. Uh, I think that's uh, what we've decided on at this point, but um, yeah, that's, that's exciting. Uh, and then like simple little subtle things, um, for example, detect, <clears throat> excuse me, detecting the version of the plugins, uh, at your origin and and the the versions of the plugins at the destination and just not sending the ones where the versions are the same right like it's kind of silly right now that you know you check the box to migrate the plugins and it just sends them all right or you have to kind of sort through the ones that you don't want to send uh wouldn't it be great if it could automatically detect the ones that don't need to be sent right so like little things like that uh, that are going into next release are going to improve that. But I'd, I'd like to see, you know, more in the future, right? Things like failure recovery, where, you know, you're doing this huge migration and the Wi-Fi goes out, right? And just like, oh God, you know, like that sucks. You know, it's been running for 45 minutes and it was almost done and you just got to start it over again right now, right? That's, you, there's no resume button. Right. FTP. I think FTP clients have had resume buttons since, you know, 1999. Right. So I think it's time for <laughs> WP migrate to have one as well. So it sounds um, like there's a, like a ton of quality of life stuff, um, even oh, in yeah. shorter releases and, and some pretty meaningful ones. And it sounds like with the investment from WP engine accelerating, that perhaps might be something that's helpful to the roadmap. Um, anything else you'd like to share on that vein, Brad? Yeah, like one, one thing that we've, we've discussed uh, previously is expanding the export feature. So right now you can just export the database. It doesn't export the entire site, but wouldn't it be cool if it could do the whole site and then you could just import that zip into local uh, and that would just be a great workflow for developers. Um, so, you know, now that uh, WP Migrate is under the WP Engine umbrella, like, I think that just has to happen, right? <laughs> like that's just a, a no-brainer, that feature. I like it. I like it. I'll have to DM the local product manager uh, later, but I uh, did like that kind of green-friendly deduping from origin uh, strategy you're referencing there. Uh, that's awesome to, uh, to hear about that. All right, Jason, uh, I'm going to kind of move on to you. I want to talk about the transaction side again a little bit. And I want to talk about the people that are using these products today. And I'm going to ask you some pretty direct questions. Are you ready for this? 
Yeah. All right. Good deal. Will existing customers lose access to support or other benefits following this acquisition? No. Okay. Yeah, nice and easy. <laughs> there that we go. Easy. That was an easy answer. Yeah, no, there's, there's no plans to change pricing. Uh, we're supporting existing customers under the existing agreements. That includes uh, in uh, uh, an ACF has lifetime support customers. That includes that. So, uh, you know, who knows what might happen in the future? Like if you fast forward a year, then what? I don't know. Um, that, that was true before too. Uh, you know, all products sometimes change, but no, like no one should worry. Nothing changes. Nothing you've already bought is going to be taken away or something like that. All right. Good deal. I got another one for you here. Uh, will you make any of these plugins only work on WP Engine or require WP Engine hosting to use? No. See, so easy when it's what's it's all right. I just want to make sure here. No, I know it's a big question on people's yeah. minds sometimes with these things. No, 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 it's it's a very good question. Um, and what I would use as sort of proof is what we've done in the past with other um acquisitions of plugins that were in a community, like uh, like Atomic Blocks and Genesis Studio Press stuff. And so, like, we have a we have a track record. A local was another one, we have a track record of. Uh, doing what I just said, meaning, um, no, we don't make it exclusive to us. We make, there, there's a community. We, we value that. Um, as, as you well know <laughs> yourself, David, with- uh, I'm asking Genesis. for my listeners here, Jason, but yeah, no, I, I totally remember all those points you're making for sure. Yeah, yeah. With Genesis, we, um, we invested further, hired more people, started a, a community steering committee that didn't exist before. I mean, our track record is we not only value the community, we continue to invest um, in, in those things. And, and so we have a multi-year track record of, of doing that. So therefore, if I say, uh, no, it, no, no, nothing's getting taken away, nothing's becoming exclusive to WP Engine, we care about the community, I get to point at our behavior for years to say, see, that this is how we normally operate. So, so that makes it believable. Excellent. Well, I know how much hard work goes into making a statement like that true. And I know that hard work never ends. So thank you for answering those questions. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, David, yes, David, I just want to, uh, I wonder if we want to clarify the ACF Pro lifetime customers, <laughs> because I think, I think it's important that they know that they're going to have their license for life, you know, and they're going to get future updates of the plugin in the future. Um, I assume, I assume all of that's true, but I think, I think we should clarify that, like to be super clear. Jason. Yeah. Just, just to, just to say it again, um, the expectations customers have and bought the products under, we, we are honoring period. <laughs> so Boom. Hope, I hope that's clear. There it is. There, there it is. Excellent. <laughs> I, yeah. I appreciate that call out, Brad. I think, you know, people get anxious, especially those that rely on these tools in their business. And, you know, as I was kind of talking about earlier, as I think about the people that use products like this and the lives they affect, it, it means a lot to people. It means their income and their living and it's important to them. And I uh, appreciate you calling that out, Brad, and making sure that was clear. All right, Brad, I'm going to move on to you. What do you have planned next for Delicious Brains or otherwise? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be helping uh, transition uh, the products and, and team over to WP Engine. Obviously, that's my first priority over the next uh, few months. And after that, I will be focusing on Spin Up WP, uh, which is the product that I am retaining. Um, 
It's uh, the cloud server control panel uh, we launched a few years ago. Uh, and I just, I haven't given it much of my attention, you know, maybe a, less than a third of my time has gone into it. And um, I would just, I'd love to be able to, to spend more time on it. And, um, and, and, and I am, so, you know, one of the, being able to focus on spin up WP really was one of my main motivators um, to to sell the plugins side of the business. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to uh, kind of uh, turn the page and, and start a new chapter. Well, excellent. Well, congratulations for all this. This is amazing news and, and such a big uh, moment in WordPress, I feel. And I feel like your contributions in WordPress have been just outsized and outstanding and really looking forward to see what you do next. As our CEO often says, uh, her name's Heather Brunner. I know you all know that, but uh, where there's focus, there's progress. So I wish you all the best of luck in, in your focus and progress there around these areas. And, and certainly, uh, with with helping to transition the products, uh, you know, into the WP Engine universe. That's amazing. Um, okay, Jason, last question for you. I know we're kind of running a little long on time, but uh, in, in the best way you can, could you help us understand what WP Engine has in store for this amazing portfolio of plugins you've acquired? Yeah, well, we're going to continue investing in the plugins. And as Brad suggested, there's already roadmaps for what that means. Uh, you know, of course, in individual for each each product. As I mentioned, uh, with Atlas Content Manager and, uh, um, and ACF, uh, specifically the question is, ooh, how can we be better together? Um, so that's the, that's the primary question there. And then for other ones, as Brad, as Brad said, there's, there's already roadmaps, so, we're, so that's what we're gonna do. So that, that makes it pretty clear. Um, we will be leveraging some of these things in our platform. So for example, the easier we make it for people to use offload media, um, the better. Um, and, it, of course, migrate has all these nice features, as we were as we were just saying, that multiple of our that makes sense together with multiple of our products. So, we will have deeper integrations of this functionality with our platform. But just to be clear, that's not saying, oh, now it's only for WP Engine, and now it's I don't know, closed source or something like that. Not none of that. <laughs> um, but simply, again, just like we've done with Genesis and other products in the past. Um, of course, we want to make it uh, work well on WP Engine, and and if we can integrate it more deeply. Terrific, um, so long as it's you know remains open and, and all the other things. I mean, to this day, uh, people, for example, like only something like one or two percent of all Genesis customers use WP Engine. Um, similar kind of number for local. So what that tells you is, oh, like ninety eight percent of the users don't have to use WP Engine. So clearly, we uh, <laughs> clearly we're uh, committed to that to to, uh, to to giving back in the communities there. So yeah, sure, we're going to integrate it and in, uh, things and use it, and that'll be that'll be great for our customers. But um, um, when the vast majority of people aren't aren't customers and are still happily using it, that just demonstrates our commitment to the community and open source in general. Excellent. Well, I love that that statement you made a few phrases back there when you described it as better together. Do you remember Brian Gardner bringing that up during the Studio yep. Press acquisition, Jason? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's a phrase he coined. I remember when we were talking about the integration there. And I think it's such a powerful thought to think about the innovation that went into these products, even you know, with ACF prior to Delicious Brains, even and the evolution of WordPress and how many people's livelihoods, you know, have gone into using these products and the sites they build and the lives they've touched. 
and then thinking about the strategy and thinking about how to bring it all together with you know the technology that you're working within and the people you serve and the greater community i think better together is a great way to describe that jason thank you so much uh jason thank you for joining the interview today i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me awesome and then brad thank you so much for joining as well this was incredibly enlightening uh, thanks for having me on, David. It's my, my pleasure. All right. I promise to have you both back as long as you listen. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about what Brad is up to, pre please visit, visit deliciousbrains.com. And if you'd like to learn more about what Jason is up to, please visit wpengine.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.